They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they talking all of this madness. Talking. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Matt Mass Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host for tonight, Alo Aaron Lloyd. I'm drumming my guy, the real EST, Eric Trembicki. How you doing, baby? If I was any better, I'd be the host of the show. <laughs> uh, when we did the show last um, week and you popped, brought that to my attention, I never put two and two together, but I really popped. Like when you, I gave Bianca number two, and he's like, I'm the real EST. I was like, you know what? You're right. You are. I was listening I'm back. Sh- I was listening back and it caught my attention, but um, I was like, oh, yeah, that's awesome. All right. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad you appreciated it. I've only yeah, been making that correlation between her and I for half a decade. Finally, it's rubbing off on you. Yeah, that's that's awesome. So, um, as always, subscribe on all podcast platforms: iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, and Stitcher. Rings I collectibles use code M Man save ten percent off your order. And I guess for the first time, I can say this: um, we're live um, hey. right now. We're streaming on Instagram Live as well. Yep, we are. Um, so I, I believe the comment should pop up at the bottom of the screen with us. So bear with me. Um, thank, thank you for anybody who is joining us on this first live stream. This is how it'll be going moving forward. So um, we were here last week. We had the top twenty. We had top ten figures of twenty twenty three last week. So what, did you get into anything this this past week? Did you watch anything? What's up? Well, uh, if you listen to our. Um top figures of 2023 show. I, I'm still struggling with the move. I haven't really set up internet. For some reason, Dynamite didn't record um, to to my YouTube TV, at least properly, unless like the second airing of it recorded. Because tonight, I tried streaming it to my TV, figuring I would stream off my phone. Apparently, if you didn't know this, I, I didn't know. I think unless your TV, your smart TV is hooked up to Wi-Fi, it won't, it won't stream, is what I discovered tonight. But I did also notice I had last week's episode on my YouTube TV. Because um, of the hour we're recording, I did watch maybe the first half of this week's Dynamite. I watched the first like 20 minutes of Raw. So I'm a little little behind overall of the content. I have been catching up on a lot of podcasting. Um, but outside of that, re- really haven't watched much. Yeah, I haven't watched much either. Um, there was one thing I meant to bring up last week when we were here. Uh, I did watch that this is awesome about wrestling figures on, on Peacock. Oh, I still need to check that out. Yeah, 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 it was good. A lot of people in the Facebook groups were saying that it was better than the episode of Toys That Made Us. I will say I think they cover a little bit more. I think um, that was their goal, from at least from what I heard, just, just judging by what they did. I'm, I'm sure if they put that out recently, I mean, a lot of that was new content. They're probably like, okay, well, we got this to go against or Netflix. Let's beat it. Yeah, because I, I thought it was really good. Now, the thing about the Toys That Made Us thing episode was, I, I know they went over ECW figures in that episode. This one didn't didn't really hit on it. But I thought it was actually a really good episode. And um, sometimes I do find it's kind of cringeworthy that um, some of these guys are in the – they give these guys figures and kind of think they're not in the figures. But I thought the ones that they actually had on the show were actually really good because, like, we already know Dom is somewhat in the figures. We know um, – Ricochet, same, we know Samantha, Samantha's a mark, so she's into that stuff, and they even show, like, pictures of her, so she, we know she's not, like, she's not capping about it, but it was a really good episode, what, I really Sam, did enjoy it. Samantha Irwin as a kid with Fig? Yeah, like, um, I, th- oh, I believe cool. they show her room, like, with, like, the wrestling buddies on the bed, 
Nice. I believe I'm almost positive, but I, I did enjoy it. It was a good episode, but that's the only thing cool. I really watched. Uh, I did want to catch Iron Claw. I have not had the time to watch it. I've heard good things same, about it. Same. I've been trying to figure that out. I got to catch that. Hopefully, by the other next episode, I'll, I'll have some insight on it. Yeah, so hopefully I'll have that by the next episode as well. So last week when we were recording, we did um, – well, you didn't have internet, so you missed a spoiler that I did end up spoiling for you. So <laughs> last week we had The Rock return while we were recording on Monday Night Raw. On, at day, at Monday Night Raw, day one-ish, we had him return. And allegedly, call, well, supposedly calls great out return. Roman. Great return. Yeah, great return. Uh, and calls out the head of the table, Roman Reigns. And WrestleMania is in our backyard, as we keep talking about for the past year. And... With the Rock returning, you know, well, not, let me rewind. Earlier in the football season, Pat, Rock appeared on Pat McAfee and said it was going to happen. And ever since then, we kind of been speculating, like, okay, when is it going to happen? If it ever is going to happen. So now, the speculation is that, according to the rumors, that it's going to happen at the Elimination Chamber. Now, the Elimination Chamber is not just some throwaway pay per view this year. It's in a big market in Australia. It's a big payday. It's one of the big stadiums that's going to be the arenas that it's going to be in. So, you could also argue the last year there hasn't been a throwaway pay per view. Oh, that, that, there hasn't. Um, when I was going through all the pay per views for the show tonight, this is the 2023 Manny Awards, by the way, guys. I was going through the shows. The worst show I thought was Crown Jewel, the um, the, the Roman Rangers and LA Knight pay per view, and that was still pretty decent. And I've talked about this before, the way Triple H does these cards, these matches, they have like five or six matches, so none of them are pretty much throwaway. They all have somewhat of a meaning to it. So Elimination Chamber is going to be made to be bigger than what it actually ever has been. So do you think it happens at Elimination Chamber, or do you think that they're going to do what's best for business and have Rock versus Cody at WrestleMania? You of all people would hit it with the the Paul Levesque uh, best for business bar. Um, I am going. What what do I think? Honestly, I don't know. I don't know what I think. Um, I don't know what's best for business. Uh, I all right, never mind. If you want to go off money. And I guess just drawing people and eyes and eyes and eyes. Yeah. Um, the Rock versus Roman makes the most sense at Mania because, and I'll just, I'll cut to the chase on it. It makes the most sense because it's going to get the most casual viewers. Um, like I know because those clips that are going viral, I got coworkers of mine that, they, they, their bachelor party, they went to a bachelor party last year and they dressed up as Hulk Hogan, but they haven't watched wrestling in 20 years. Like the whole bachelor party dressed up as NWO. He hasn't, he, he dressed up as Hogan. He hasn't been to any, watch anything wrestling related in 20 years. My brother is like, oh, oh, oh if Rock's wrestling, oh, we're getting tickets. I'm like, I already got tickets, bro. Relax. <laughs> but like, that's what it's doing. It's going to do that. Um, the catch 22, I guess, in my heart is whether Rocky's in the main event or Rocky's in a match or not, this is still going to be a record breaking WrestleMania. There's still that story we're all clamoring for. Um, and I love the idea of a B 
slash C plus level show, like an elimination chamber, which is, you could argue elimination chamber last year, Sammy versus Roman was probably the biggest elimination chamber ever. So we're going to outdo it this year. I mean, I think that makes a little more sense um, in a lot of ways, you know, put over, put over one of those lower shows again. Rock could be involved. Maybe he could be a special guest referee, something. There's so – I mean, the, the theories that are going around are crazy. There's a new theory every day on how this can go. Um, what do I think is going to happen? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak with my heart, and I'm just going to say, yeah, let's, we're going to go – it's January. We're, we're, we're two weeks away from the Rumble, and we're already teasing Mania? No. Rock versus Roman at Elimination Chamber makes the most sense. Yeah, I agree. Um, it, it's funny because my favorite, my one, one of my first sayings on this show was, it was it's 2000 all over again. But it's looking like 2013 all over again. You got Rock back, you got Punk back. <laughs> we only miss a scene at this point. But I, I do agree that Elimination Chamber is probably the best bet because when I first heard that rumor, I was like, huh, that's strange. And then I got, I, got a, I got reminded that it's in Australia, so it's a bigger show. It's on a bigger level. So it might not be a Saudi payday, but it'll be a big payday. So they're mm-hmm. making a big deal about it. And like, although it will seem odd seeing the rock at a quote unquote B pay-per-view, I do think that they can actually tell a nice story because it's already built in. There's not much storytelling that you really have to have to have to, have to lay out because the rock is a part of the family. The rock was like the biggest known guy in that family for the longest time. So there's already a built in story. So you don't have to spend a bunch of time left on it. And also it's interesting as well because maybe maybe who knows maybe Rock stays for an um an extra month until WrestleMania because after that it's only a, pretty much a month a month and maybe a month or five weeks away after elimination after elimination chamber so I'm interested to see because like they have already have a built-in story it doesn't take much to get this and my question is do we see do we see Rock at the Royal Rumble? confronting Roman Reigns because we all know if Roman goes on last like he did last year, we know something's going to happen because we were shocked at the Rumble match. I believe the Rumble, the Rumble match opened the show last year or was or the or, or it wasn't the main event. I know that for a fact. But we knew for a fact that Roman being in the main event, something was going to happen. Who did Roman defend against last year at the Rumble? Owens. That's when Zayn finally turned on him. Oh, uh... For some reason, I feel, wait, yeah, yeah, that probably, yeah, that probably, that that is is what ended the show. Um, in a weird way, here's a hot take, and obviously this is the Maddie, so I don't, you know, we we have weeks of episodes to to clamor for it, but I love the idea of like if you're gonna have Jimmy and um, Solo, let, let's say we get what should be happening if we get Roman versus Cody, and Roman's got Solo and Jimmy in his corner. What if Cody has Cena and Rock in his corner? That's not bad. That's like <laughs> that, that, that's, that's out like there. The, that's the real like put over like, and especially at the end when he celebrates, like you got those two guys really passing the torch without having to do the match with him. Because here's the thing, like if we if it's not, I'd like to be wrong because I do like the Rock. I hate the notion that he's not good in the ring. But, like, yeah, could we get him at Chamber? Could we get him at Mania, get two matches out of him? But like, we got to really think about it. The Eric Rowan versus Rock match wasn't real. 
This guy hasn't <laughs> had a wrestling match in 10 years. Like the last 10 years flew by. Mm-hmm. Like if you, if you think about like that seven year gap of him wrestling, that felt like forever. Like this past 10 years, it doesn't feel like 10 years. It feels like oh, rock had a match three years ago, but he hasn't, he's had a, he's had a match in 10 years. Mm-hmm. So do we risk like obviously him and his cousin, they can go out there and have like a banger at elimination chamber or a banger at mania, but like, are they going to risk the chance? And obviously with the little Roman competed, whether they were just trying to keep him safe for mania like, I know they're all teasing the idea of him breaking Hogan's reign, but, like, are we going to get him wrestling once every 90 days just so he can stay healthy and break that record? It's, it's one of those things where I feel like Roman's dropping the title. It's the right thing. He's got to drop the title this mania, and it's, like, to who? To who? Is it Pepsi Phil? Is it his big cousin? Is it Craig? I mean, Cody? Like, there, there's there's a lot going on. It's exciting, though. It is exciting. Yeah, so you talked about who is he going to drop a title to. I think we all know that it's going to be Cody. And, well, at least face it, Russell, I mean, it's going to be Cody. And the idea of Cody going to Elimination Chamber, because I think they could do some great storytelling, because I, I'm going to throw it out there right now. I think it's going to be Cody and Jay Uso last in the chamber. Perfect storytelling right there, because both of them – They've had this, the biggest problems with Roman, yeah. and they both want the right to go face him at WrestleMania and, and possibly defeat him. So I do think I really have no, the last no theory to this. So obviously, like with that being said, and some other tangent, like all right, so you're thinking that, so you're you're, you're obviously thinking Punk's the one in the Rumble, and mm-hmm. Punk is, which makes sense. Like also, like I, I love the idea, and like I hate when it's like almost like a discredited thing. Like I've done everything, and it's like oh, I haven't main evented WrestleMania. Bro, you haven't won the Royal Rumble either. So, like, <laughs> let's not put over. Like, if, if you win the Rumble and go, like, you're winning your first Royal Rumble. That's big. Or, like, I love that they're talking that shit about, like, if Cody wins, he's going to be the first person since Stone Cold to win it back-to-back. Dude, how, like, I know women that are not as, like, they weren't alive when Stone Cold won it back-to-back. Like, come on. It's, <laughs> there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. Yeah, but it's interesting, and it's a, it's probably the best time of the year, as we always talk about. This, I'm looking forward to the Rumble because you said you, you're pulling up with beer. This is crazy, like last year. <laughs> what actual date is the Rumble? Oh, you know what's crazier? I keep forgetting. I think it's that beach weekend. So, obviously, I know I, I will plan on having internet at home before then, but I know I got internet there, to, and Peacock already logged in. So, <laughs> okay. either way, I know I'm set for the Rumble. All right. So as I stated earlier in the show, this is the 2023 Maddie Awards. It's a bit late, but we are here for you guys. And as, al- never. Yeah, as always, we're going to start with the award named after the show, the Talking All This Madness Award. That's for the best talker slash pro- best, best pro- person on promos. So we had the nominees. We had Christian. Hold on. I forgot. I got to get used to this internet, this um new stream thing. So on the screen, if you're watching, we all see the nominees. We have MJF, Christian Cage, Dominic Mysterio, Dominic Mysterio Paul Heyman, and L.A. Knight. So I'll let you take this one first. And also, by the way, if you got if you're new if you're new to this before with the Manny Awards, we do a ranking system. 
we go from uh, one through five. First place gets five points, second, fourth, third, three, so on and so forth. And at the end, we accumulate the points and we get an outright winner. So, Eck, who do you have? All, all great nominations. Madness? All great nominations, but it, it's kind of really hard to rank. It's one of those, it, it's a great ranking where, like, when you think of these five guys, it's like, man, you, you're hating on them. I put them in number five. No, look at everyone they're surrounded with. Um, number five, I'm going with Dom. Like, Dom, Dom has done so much and in so many different categories. But, like, yeah, does he get booed out the building when he starts to talk? But it's like, as great as he is and, like, how much you can appreciate the change in his character, his talking isn't what moved him. So that's why I'm putting him there at number five. Number four is going to be Heyman. And I feel dirty even putting him there. Like, I really wanted to put him three. Um, but – Again, I can't. I just can't have him at five. It's Paul Heyman. Number three, I got La Knight. Uh, number two, I got MJF because it's really hard to be better than him. And only reason he's not at number one is because arguably Christian Cage is doing the best thing he's ever done in his career. No one spoke better <laughs> than him in 2023. All right. So for my rankings, for number five, I had La Knight. Yeah. Number four, I had Paul Heyman. Number three, I had Dominic Mysterio. Like you said, you kind of talked about it at length enough. It was more the antics, but he did a great job on the microphone as well. Number two, I have MJF, and it's going to be unanimous for first by somebody, Christian Cage. Yo, I saw. I know it's not 2023, but I saw the promo that he did. Um, on Dynamite, I think it was that it was Dynamite, last, Dynamite Collision last week, when um he came up with the whole family or whatever, and he started thanking thanking everybody, and Killswitch is like sitting there waiting to be thanked, and then Christian just takes it away and says, "Me, I like to thank me." You know, I thought I, I thought it was great. Um, by the way, Nick Wayne's mom just doesn't need to talk. I can't believe they gave her a promo time. Um, that was god awful. But Christian, he saves the whole thing. Um, Christian Cage has been unbelievable. Who would have thought somebody talking about fathers would have this much legs and still be this relevant that long? And well, it works for not, seemingly well, everybody. But also, like, he got over because of, like, not only want to say just because of that, but it is it, it, a big part of his character, but like. There's so many more layers than just crapping on oh, yeah. non-existent fathers. So you oh, yeah. just got to love them. Oh, yeah. Even like on his entrance, on his um, countdown, when it says father at the end, I'm like, this this is, this is awesome. I got to love Christian. So it was unanimous right there. So Christian Cage is the Talking All This Madness award winner for uh, 2023. Congrats, Christian, for getting our most prestigious award. And now we'll start the next category, we're going to go with show of the year. All right, so we got WrestleMania, All In, Survivor Series, Revolution, and Money in the Bank. So I'll take this one first. All right, I had number five, I had All In. Uh, number four, I had Money in the Bank. Number three, I had Revolution. Number two, I had Survivor Series. 
And number one, I had WrestleMania. Okay. As I dive into my list, I'm just going to say, and I think it's going to be somewhat of a theme with my answers. Like, it's really hard for like that uh, five to three spot, but when you get to the two and the one, you know where the meat and potatoes are. Uh, I'm going number five, going Money in the Bank. Great show. But again, it's one of those, it, there was great shows by both companies. Uh, I'd argue like all out could have arguably been in this uh, debate. Number four, I have revolution. Number three, I have all in number two was uh, survivor series. Um, if, if you remember, if you listen to our survivor series review show, uh, I was still stunned that it rivaled last year's survivor series, the best survivor series in 20 years. And, um, the war games match being as good as it was, but the best show of the year was WrestleMania. All right. So you guys have it right there. It's too unanimous off the bat for the show of the year. It is WrestleMania 38. And what, a what 39, a, 39. Yeah. What a weekend of shows that was. And uh, revolution. I was neck and neck with that in survivor series because revolution, that was a really good pay-per-view. Um, the six so one man, year you actually put over something in AEW. Oh yeah, I, I will when it's valid. Um, so Revolution, it was because when I was going through, I'm like, okay, Revolution. I did, I gave that a high. I believe I gave that a showstopper actually. Um, the death match, the MJF and Brian. We'll get to that later. And even that trios match was amazing. And I, I talked about that on the show when we did, when we did, when we did at the time. So your show of the year for 2023 was WrestleMania. All right, so next we'll, we will go to my favorite award that we do on this show, and that is the figure of the year. We already did this. No, my real favorite one. If I could pull it up here, and that is Breakout Star of the Year. So Breakout Star of the Year, we have Chelsea Green, Tiffany Stratton, Dominic Mysterio, Swerve Strickland, and Ilya Dragunov. I'll let you take this one. One second. Can you pull that back up real quick? Just because yes, I, I you know, just just for my notes, at least just so I make sure my score is tattling up right. Uh, bu- 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 bu. All right, I'm ready. Now, again, I mean, I don't almost argue. We could go back and listen to the past eight years of this show. Um, I think this list of five trumps every other year. I, we say we say that a lot um, because like it's it's hard, and like you say, being last isn't a bad thing on these on a lot of these lists. They're, they're so just I, not. I know this is only our third category, but I got time for my number two. I got. I can go on and on about my number two. I. I don't even like having my number two not number one. All right, so let me just get into it. Number five is Ilya Dragunov. The only reason – I, I got to put him at number five because I feel like he'd been broke out. Like, his match with Gunther, when Gunther was Walter, was what, two years ago? So, uh-huh. like, we, we kind of should have known who he was to some extent. Um, plus, I, I, I just never really – like, what, was he breaking out? Like, we know he's great in the ring, and I know he's making a little bit more, like, care. 
like when I think of breakout, I'm not just thinking because you got good in the ring, like your character's got to be moving me. And like his character has a movement. So he's firmly number five. I think that should be unanimous. We'll see that when we get to your list. Number four is Chelsea Green. But again, I'm not trying to knock her by putting her number four when I just discredited Elia. Chelsea Green has made leaps and bounds of, you know, movement since returning to WWE. Um, I'll argue her and Piper Niven, if they're not number one, they are not, not that it's a great lineage of champions. They are the second greatest women's tag team champions of all time. Right behind the Boston Hug Collection, leaps and bounds behind uh, ahead of the Iconics. Number three, I got to give it to Swerve Strickland, and it's not easy to put him as low as number three because he's a fucking star, and it is something that is not talked about enough. That guy used to be skin and bones, and he put on mass. Nobody is talking about the muscle this guy put on, like I remember watching him in twenty three hundred arena and be like. This is before he was in NXT. I was like, I like I know there's hype about this guy, but like he just wrestles. Like, what's his thing? Guy is a absolute bona fide star. He is a future world champion. Like, I despise the term when we say like when we say it or any other podcaster, any you know radio host calls somebody a future world champion. That motherfucker is a future world champion. Number two, if I so politely can get off the topic of swerve it's tiffany stratton and my biggest thing or like whenever anyone like says something about wow she did so good in this match she did so good with this she did so good with that did you watch the multi-woman nxt ladder match i believe it was the one um nxt um who who won it in in indy indy won won that one right yeah indy won peak peak of me not watching the NXT product. I knew very little of who she was. I'll say one thing. I don't know if it was four women, five women, or seven women, but every woman in that match showed their ass. And I ain't talking wedgies. I'm talking all of them performed. <laughs> I ain't talking Tiffany, Tiffany, Tiffany showed off. You would have thought Tiffany has been wrestling five something years. Like the bump she was taking on ladders, the moves she was doing, aerial moves. Like, I was like, okay, this girl's a freaking star. But we're looking here. I don't know if this is 12, 18 months later, and people are finally now throwing her flowers. Like, I'm like, yo, we should have been starting a line the next day. Like, I don't care that she didn't win that match. Everyone should have been a huge fan of her right after. Um, So, again, not easy to put her number two. Again, that ladder match. like Like, when anyone gets hype about anything she's done, since that ladder match, I'm like, wait, did we not see this? Like, I wasn't even watching the product. I saw that match, and I'm like, who the hell is this? Give me more. Sign me up. I want I want seconds. Give me the leftovers. She's awesome. Um, number one has got to be Dominic Mysterio. I know this has been, like, a little over a year build of him, you know, being a heel, but he had that amazing entrance um, against his dad at WrestleMania, everything he's done with Judgment Day, the – you know, the way he changed himself from, like, this baby face that nobody thought would be able to get over or do anything or, like, get out of his dad's shadow is easy. Easy when you watch him now to, like, not think he has anything to do with his dad. He is a absolute star. Um, arguably top three greatest NXT North American champions. Like, 
he also made that championship. I, I, I know it was on the main roster, so it's a little bit of a cheat for this answer. But, like, in 2023, the NXT North American Championship was more important than the NXT Championship. My mm. opinion. As a belt, Mark. All right. So, for me, and as we, as we talked about before we started this topic, always the hardest one for me because you can't go wrong with anybody you pick. So number five, I did go with Ilya Dragunov. And the reason I put him on this list is because even though he was in the UK, he had that match with Gunther, well, Walter at the time. He he didn't transition with, with me, at least, because um, he was in NXT UK, and then I never really got the whole thing. But I do know when it was time to put your dancing shoes on, he was money. Um, last year at, last year at, at Vengeance Day, I put over his match with um, Dijak. I thought, it was, I thought that match was awesome. The trilogy with Carmelo. We'll get to that a little later. Awesome. Everything, every match this guy has is awesome and it's money. But I thought he did a – I thought he finally transitioned over to the States in a really nice way. That's why I actually put him on this list. Uh, number four, I had Tiffany Stratt. Now, I was on the bandwagon, as you know, because I still watched NXT. I still kept up with it. So I was on the bandwagon all year. And from day one. So with her, I thought she got a good run. I wish she got a, a longer run on top. That's the reason she's a little bit so low for me. But I thought she did a great t- job in 2023. And I'm looking forward to see where she goes from here. But huge fan of Tiffany Stratton over here. Number three, I went with Dom. You know, Dom, he started the breakout last year. I mean, well, in t- at, the, at the end of 2022. When he joined the Judgment Day, attacked us down Thanksgiving. Um, that feud with Ray going into WrestleMania, the entrance was great. The social media shots of him, I thought, were great. His run as North American champion, him in Rio, the modern day, Eddie Guerrero in, in China, I think is great. I there was a point in time where I really wanted. I really like. I know you remember that, remember that clip. Remember when China was posing for Playboy, and Eddie got grabbed by the security at the Playboy Mansion. I really wanted something like that. Like I, I kind of want Dom to get jealous. Like I remember that. Like earlier around, early in the fall, I think Aria was kind of like trying to recruit Jay to the Judgment Day, and he was she was flirting with him a little bit. I wish like he kind of like got jealous of the situation for some. My, for some my favorite purposes. thing. My favorite thing with them is when they were just in Australia and he, Elite Collector 2 and 5 was sending me their stories to say, if these two aren't messing on the low, I don't even want to be a fan anymore. <laughs> oh, my God. Because like, like Don had an amazing year, but those two together, absolute money. Number two, I went with Swish. My stomach is turning. Okay, I see you're so predictable. Now, number so two, predictable. number two was Swerve Strickland, and I'm which I'm in whole agreement with you because one thing about AEW, they don't always when they get a guy, new guy, they from WWE, they usually have a hard time transitioning them and or building somebody up. So with Swerve, I would have never thought Swerve would have went to the heights that he has in AEW. Me and you were together. You talked about seeing him at House of Hardcore. I was with you when we saw him at House of Hardcore. I know he was skin and bones. I know in WWE he had a mediocre run, even though he was North American champion during the pandemic. But I was like, eh, that ain't the swerve that I know. Um, and now in AEW, he's actually getting that shine. 
And he's actually on a main event level, having marquee matches, match of the year candidate type of matches. And great promo tonight against Joe. Great promos. And like you said, like now he's he's completely reinvented himself. He's jacked and thing and stuff like that. So Swerve, absolute great 2023. Looking forward to the future with him. And who knows, maybe an AW World Championship in his in his future. But number one, Chelsea Green. Um when she redebuted. At the Rumble trying to get a spot on the major pot? I'm just trying to figure out what this is. <laughs> major bendies. But like I said. <laughs> they love major bendies coming <laughs> 2025. Like, like I said, when she debuted and re- re- came back in the Rumble last year, I thought it was perfect. She got thrown right out. And immediately after that, she was started with the, the, whole, the whole Karen gimmick of, can I speak to your manager? After that, it, it kept like, amping I think up. that's been a year. And it is like it, crazy that it kept amping up after that. And like at first she was with Carmella, but Carmella got pregnant because I thought those two were like a match made in heaven as a tag team. But Carmella got pregnant. Then they put her with Sonya, which was oh good because Sonya that was her first co partner. Yeah, and then Sonya, who'd she win the belt with, Carmella Sonya. or Sonya? Sonya, because Carmella got pregnant. Sonya's first belt. But and it worked. Chelsea, she worked with Sonya because Sonya is a straight man. A straight man in, in that situation, and then Piper because uh, is Piper, this a pun? Yeah, it is. And then it worked with Piper because Piper is like her heater, like her her, her big heater. It worked perfectly. So Chelsea is like she's perfect. It's like like you know how I call like X Pac or Kane like like perfect like utility people. They could do anything. Chelsea's like that, and she got less TV time than all these people. But when she had that time, all that she made all that time count every single second. So that's why Chelsea Green's my number one for breakout star of the year. But for the first time, will, the math. for the first time, it will not be unanimous because the winner of the breakout star of the year award for 2023 is going to be Dominic Mysterio. He had eight points. Chelsea and Swerve finished with seven. Yeah, Dom, dirty as you need to be. <laughs> All right, so next up, we will go to Rivalry of the Year. Oh, wrong one. All right, here we go. Rivalry of the Year, we got MJF versus Adam Cole, Christian Cage versus Adam Copeland, Roman Reigns, Jey Uso, Swerve and Hangman, and Seth Rollins and Finn Balor. So I'll take this one first. So my number five is going to be Seth and Finn. Number four. Four will be Christian and Adam Copeland, that young upstart. Number three, Swerve and Hangman. Number two, Roman and Jay. And number one is going to be MJF and Adam Cole. Um, j- j- just the whole like the friends, the friends thing, you know, like coming together to be friends. Like you have a goal of the AEW World Time, then you become best friends. Some of those clips were completely amazing. MJF, complete money, as we always say. Adam Cole, always, always complete money. We'll talk about the group at a later time. <laughs> um, but I thought that was probably the best thing. And like we all everybody tried to speculate and and try to and try to like make some make it make it like they had some like like some 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 revelation that the devil wasn't going to be Adam Cole. It made all sense to be Adam Cole. It didn't really make sense to be Jungle Boy. Some people were saying Britt Baker, but it didn't really make sense. It had to be Adam Cole all along. The only downfall about it being Adam Cole was I wish he wasn't hurt and we'll get to that like I said at a later time. But the match of all in was great. The friendship was great. Them as tag team champions that was great. 
him encouraging MJF to defend the title was great. So MJF and Adam Cole, that's my number one for Raw Rule of the Year. She went straight to number one. No, I gave everything. Okay, yeah, that's quick. My fault. Uh, I was. I'm probably gonna be quick as well. I'm going number five. We're going um, Seth and Balor. Okay. Uh, number four. We're going Swerve and Hangman. Number three. I'm going Christian Cage and Adam Copeland. And it, it's just because it, of the time. It, you know, it, it didn't get the the full grasp of 2023. Number two. I'm going Jay Uso and Roman. Number one's um, better than you, Bay Bay. All right, so we're on the same page a lot this year, which I do kind of enjoy. All right, so once again, unanimous decision here. Robbie of the year was MJF versus Adam Cole, better than you, Bay Bay. Matter of fact, since we're here, what are your thoughts on the reveal? By the way, well, not even the, let me say, let me not say the reveal. Let me say, let me say who's in it and the promo if you saw it following. I saw clips um, overall. Like, I, I didn't get to see that, like, Adam came out in all black. I haven't got to watch that segment. Overall, I mean, I guess I'm happy to an extent. Like, you can play that the kingdom are smaller guys, and yet there were smaller people attacking him. The fact that Wardlow's involved and he's a freaking monster, and we never saw a monster in all black attacking anyone. I also... Wardlow was MJF's lackey, and now Adam Cole is going to say he's going to win the world title and award it to him. I don't like that. That almost almost like makes me think like, all right, cool, like we're going to get him with the belt. Like it doesn't make sense. Like I, I would like Wardlow with the belt, and then what, what's he going to do? Win the belt and then turn babyface. Um, there's good and bad to it. It, it is it is messy. Um, I don't love it, but I don't hate it. So it, it's just messy. Yeah, I'm I'm in full agreement with you on that one because imagine that. <laughs> so, like I said I'm fine with the kingdom because I even said that on this show. I was like, let it be Matt Taven and um, Mike Bennett because they're friends already. Let Roddy be involved because that's the basically the kingdom right there with Adam Cole. So he already has his lackeys. Now the Wardlow thing, I was like. Because they dropped the ball Warlow a couple years ago when they had him turn on MJF. But it's like you, you really put him in this group. And then, like Adam Cole said, he's going to have him beat him and then award the title to him. It's like it makes him like a little bitch. <laughs> it's like, like, huh? <laughs> like, why would you do that? Nobody likes that. But it's like, like, I understand. Like, you have a common enemy. I'm all for the, I'm all for you guys all having a common enemy in MJF because it makes sense. But for for Warlord to be in another group again, um, and being under somebody else again, just doesn't make sense to me. It it, it really doesn't. But I said, I think we all hit hit on hit on the bud that it would be Adam Cole, and I think we were all glad it was Adam Cole because I think if it was Jungle Boy, or even Britt Baker, I think we were like, what the fuck is this? I think if it was Britt, it would have been tolerable. I think anyone besides Britt, I would have had beef with it. For my heart of hearts. Just because, like, the twist of it being a girl, plus, like, I think it would just put her over. Like, she's already on another level compared to everyone else on the roster, and it would just do that again, just keep putting her so much more important than everyone. All right. 
so we'll go next to tag team of the year. Taggers. The nominees for tag team of the year are FTR, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Judgment Day, Chelsea Green, and Piper Nevin, and Big Bill and Ricky Starks. So, go ahead and take this one. Come on, Big Bill Starks. Because it's not necessarily a united front or a tag team, plus they had some too much turmoil. I'm going Chelsea Green and Piper Niven for number three. I'm going with the winners of night one's main event. And just because we're talking tag team, I got to talk about the greatest wrestling. I got to go with the greatest tag team in pro wrestling. They were AEW World Tag Team champions for a good point of this year. They get the greatest pop. And if, come on, let's be freaking real for a second. The four other options aren't tag teams. They're two wrestlers put together. A year from now, two years from now, maybe we'll say Chelsea and Piper are a women's tag team. But come on, FT, we're talking tag teams. FTR is the number one tag team this year. Um, I can't recall what last year's winner was. It should have been them. I can't recall. I think, uh, was it the Usos? It was the well, Usos. It should be FTR every year. <laughs> All right. It should so, be FTR. so my number five was Starks and Bill. But before I, before I go any further, it was a down year for tag teams. Um, AW kind of went away from their plus the world hates the Young Bucks. <laughs> And they're trying to turn Jericho into Puff, but we'll get, we don't have to get into that. Oh, I got time for that. We don't have time, but I got time. Because I'm going to come defending him harder than you defend Puff. I'll tell you that much. Oh, I can't. Uh, well, sidetrack. Side, okay. I, you know I love Puff, but I will never depend, defend Puff because I know it's true. When you're rich, like when you're a rich billionaire, not millionaire, billionaire, you live in a different world. There are different rules out there. And I've heard you've heard these things for years. I'm gonna defend Jericho because we want to cry about something in 2019 that nobody has no merit or no one if it's true. And this is from some girl that literally should probably be wearing a straitjacket. Get the hell out of here. Oh, this is live. I'm sorry. Hopefully, nobody. Where does she work? Where does she work? Hopefully, nobody caught that. But like I said, when was the last time she was on TV? Oh, wait, she's never been. Like I said. My bad. I, not, I can't defend Puff because I know all that stuff's true. Our podcast is getting canceled. Our first live stream. First live. Yeah. Like I said, Puff, I believe he did all that stuff. He lived in a different world. They're pouring and, a beer. They're gonna they're really gonna hate us from that. Yeah, and, and then and then like and then also they keep saying he's on the DL. You sh- we have all we've heard that for years, and there's no reason that a grown man mouth should be the no no there's no reason a grown man lips should be that greasy all the damn time. So you know, so you know something's up. All right, so back to my number. Um Back to my tag team. So number one, number five was Sarks and Bill. Number four, I went with uh, Chelsea and Piper. Number three, I went with Judgment, Judgment Day. Day. Number two, I went with Owens and Zayn. And again, yeah. unanimous FTR. Let's fucking go, Aaron. FTR first place, and they are your 2023 tag team of the year. It's a little premature, but can I get you an FTR T-shirt for your birthday? Uh. Yeah, it is a cute shirt, but uh, I, 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 I all their I mean, shirts hit. But let me pick which one it is. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk out after we're done recording. You're getting an FTR shirt for your birthday. Am That's I? a lock. Yeah, <laughs> a lock. 
Oh, and pasture, pasture has nothing to do with the gift. <laughs> All right. All right. So next up, we're going to have women's match of the year. Nominees are Be- uh, Bailey, Eo Sky versus Bianca Belair Backlash, Charlotte and Rhea at WrestleMania, Tiffany Stratton and Becky at No Mercy. Keep that up a minute. Becky Lynch and Triss at, at Payback in the Cage and the Women's War Games match. So I will go ahead and take this one first. No Mercy? What, what is that? Tiffany and, and Charlotte? And Becky. I'm Tiffany and Becky. Tiffany, Becky. What, what, Becky was in there again. Put it back up if you can. Uh, what's oh, that's Trish. And the Warriors. A lot of tweaking. man, this, this, our second one. You go first, cause hold on, don't even go yet. This ain't easy. It ain't. Well, it's not easy. I know what number this one. This is the is. hardest one. This is the hardest left. All right. Um, so, oh, go ahead. You to sway me, give me 10 seconds. I don't want you to go. I'll give you five seconds. Boom, boom. All right, you go ahead. I'm ready. All right, so my number five, I'm going to go with Bianca and EO from Backlash. Wow, that was number, PR, wasn't it? Yeah, that was Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. Number, number four, I'm gonna go with Becky and Trish in the cage at payback. Number three, I'm gonna go with the War Games match. All right, number two, I'm going to go with Tiffany and Becky at No Mercy. And number one, I'm going to go with Charlotte and Rhea from WrestleMania. All right. I'm going to – I don't even – like, I love yours. Yours – keep mad at it. This is easily the one – and it's just so hard because it's – I want to say a lot happened personally and in wrestling this year so it's hard to remember so much like i remember like when we were brainstorming for this list i'm like man i don't even remember what happened yesterday let alone january (laughs) 2nd um i hate what i have at number five but i'm 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 not even going to improvise i'm just gonna go with what i wrote down number five i'm going with the women's war games match which i thought was absolutely gangbusters i thought it was an awesome match i'm shocked I, I thought it was awesome. Um, number four, I'm going um, the cage match, Trish and Becky. Now, again, it could be one of those things like it was teased. Like we could have got this a couple other times. There was other stuff going on, but, you know, they over they, they delivered. But it was one of those things where like the few didn't deliver the whole way through. So I had to put it kind of this low. And we all know whether I'm eight years old or whether I'm not going 33. Trish Stratus still holds the key to my heart. So <laughs> number three, I'm going with Tiffany and Becky. All right. Number two, we agree. WrestleMania, the rematch, Charlotte versus Rhea. Number one, I'm going Io Sky really? versus Bianca Belair. Because now, again, this has a lot to do with the crowd. I'm shocked we're getting to the sixth one. And this is where it's coming up. The- we're going to talk about it again. Um, oh, wait. Yeah, we're going to talk about it again. Um, the crowd put this match over. Like, you, like, 
they were going nuts in PR for for Io. Like mm-hmm. she she lost, and they wanted her so bad that night. And she's so good. She's always so good. Like I actually I didn't have it on my list for like figure of the year. I didn't have like I still need her elite with the tag belt, but I need that figure, and I love her. So Io Sky versus Bianca Belair is the women's match of the year in my eyes. All right. So for a whole breakdown. Charlotte and Rhea is the women's match of the year. That had a total of nine points. Finishing second was <clears throat> Tiffany and Becky at No Mercy with seven. Bianca and Io had six. Um, the women's war games had four, and Becky and Trish had four as well. So Charlotte and Rhea is the match of the year for the women in 2023. All right. We have three topics, three awards left. Where do you want to go? You want to go women's Star of the year, match of the year, or superstar of the year? Do we not have a show of the year? We did that. We did it. I thought we did. I thought we did. Show, yeah. Actually, I hate we, – did we – What show was in PR? Elimination Chamber. No, Backlash was in PR. Damn, that didn't even make top five. That's disgusting. With Bad Bunny, Bad Bunny didn't do nothing for you. All right, let's go men's, women, or no, no, ladies first. Women, men's, match. All right, cool. So Women's Star of the Year nominees are... All right, Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley, Becky Lynch, EO Sky, and Timeless Tony Storm. I'll let you take this one. All right, you're back. Did I die? What happened? You're so, back. Something happened, but you're back. Um, run through that list again real quick because we're all, all right. cured. All right. I'll run through it again. All right. Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley, Becky Lynch, EO, and Timeless Tony Storm. All right. Um, will hate me for this, but I'm going to go number five. I'm going to Bianca. I'm going number four, Becky. Going number three, EO. Number two is Tony, just because of the revolutionary character. And despite how many times she's defended her brand new title, she's all over the show. She's important. People are assessing about her. And she's getting casual viewers, whether people know it or not. Like, casual viewers are going nuts for Rhea Ripley, the 2023 Women's Star of the Year. All right, so... My num my number five is gonna be I'm gonna go with Bianca. Nah, don't go with Bianca. No, I'm gonna go EO actually. I'm gonna go with EO. Um I think she she's got more legs out of her reign than we actually thought. Because we're we're so accustomed to Vince doing things, and we know if Vince was around, she would have been well, dropped. I'm not title. surprised. That's why she was a number five for me. Really? Okay. Well, we, we know like if Vince was around, damage control would have been broke up, and we know mm-hmm. that tie would have came off of EO already. Yeah. Um, but she also think- would have been the third Kabuki warrior. <laughs> so thanks to Hamish for actually doing some great storytelling, and Shout we'll get to that to probably Hamish. next week about some more predictions about when it comes to EO Sky and damage control. All right, so number four, I'm going with Bianca Belair. Number three, I'm going with Becky Lynch. You know, Becky was dancing around with Trish for half the year. It all come way, it was way too long. 
it all culminated with that great cage match that we just talked about. But I think she had like a pretty underrated year. I really do. Like the stuff she did with Tiffany as a, as the NXT champion, even the whole little thing with Lyra Valkyria, I thought was actually was actually good. Um, she she had some great yeah, matches NXT in twenty twenty in twenty twenty three. And number um, with number two, I'm gonna go with Timeless Tony Storm as well. Look at us. Look at us she, right here. For her to go up that high for me after being in that god awful NWO outcast thing, because that was god awful. Don't, don't, I, I, you can't defend. It was terrible. It, it really was. Um, Spray paint me, Baba. <laughs> uh, with a, and give it a middle finger. And it, it was god awful. Um, so, like, the, the character alone has risen her up. And I, I actually debated putting her number one, but that outcast stuff, like, I had Can't to remember it. that. I had to remember Can't that. Can't forget it. Can't forget it. And you number one, uh, again, unanimous, it's going to be Rhea Ripley. Uh, Rhea Ripley, she didn't defend the title as much as I would have liked her to defend it, but you can't deny her involvement in everything, a constant in all the shows, with the constant within the entire Judgment Day, some pretty much the pretty much the the, the the facto leader of the Judgment Day. I got friends that don't watch wrestling that want to watch it because of her. Yeah, she's awesome. So that is my number one. Women's Star of the Year. So Rhea Ripley, again, unanimous as the 2023 Women's Star of the Year. All right. So now we're going to head to Superstar, well, Wrestler of the Year. Male Wrestler of the Year. Yep. Hold on. Oh, wrong one. All right. And the nominees are Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, Gunther, Cody, and MJF. New York, New York. Oh, never mind. All right, so I'll take this one first. I'm going to go with number five. I'm going to go with Cody. Um, actually, no, I'm going to take that. I'm going to go with Roman. Um, I love Roman and all, and I talked about when they talked about that he was going to have this limited schedule. I told him that it was warranted and earned, and it made sense because he's been around for so long. So he, so it's, it's kind of his best interest to take off as a champion because – He's faced everybody, and he's done pretty much everything that he can. So at this point, make it feel a bit special, and that's what they actually do now when he does come around. The ratings go through the roof for for whatever show he's on. He is the needle mover, as he calls himself. So, But I think these other four put in a hell of a hell of a um, – a hell of a plethora of matches this this year. Uh, number four, I'm going to go with Cody Rhodes. You know, Cody, he was tangling with Brock throughout the year. He's been kind of on that holdover until it was time for him to finish the story. Um, a lot of, like, stop, stop, gap feuds, but we all know that finishing the story is the ultimate thing for him. Number three, I'm going to go with Gunther completely. Gunther is, like, Gunther is like incredible. Every time he defended that IC title, me and you came on the show the next week and we talked about how we were sucked in, how we wanted who he was facing to win the title and thought they would win the title, whether it was McIntyre, Sheamus, um, Chad Gable. Um, who else did he recently face? Champ. Um, Champ, the Miz. You you came Man. on this you came on this show and championed I'll the Miz. Jump, I'll jump out my window right <laughs> You came now. on and said the Miz is great. I will jump out my window right now, even thinking about it. 
I don't even have a Miz Elite, bro. I'm about to go be a Miz completist. That match was crazy. Yeah, you like legit did that. And I <laughs> it was it was incredible. But Gunther, the ability to able the ability to suck you in into his match and draw you in is incredible. So he's my number three. Disgusting. Number two, I'm gonna go with Seth Rollins. I think Seth Rollins had an amazing year as well, winning the World Heavyweight Championship. Get crazy. You're the about great... to be Jacksonville Bandit. <laughs> you fucking kidding me? The matches that he had were great. The storylines he had was great. The fashion Tag, was tag the fashion, the fashion was great. Um a lot Are of you fun. drinking? Water. It's a lot of fun. Like, like there's nothing better. Like, he's not a he's not a heel, but he's not a heel anymore. But in wrestling, like high fashion works. So that's what he does. So that's what I'm saying. I would never wear none of those things, but everything works when it comes to Rollins. But Seth Rollins, great year, great matches, great stories throughout the entire year. And number one, MJF. MJF has been amazing this entire year, carrying carrying the company, being the champion, whatever, and whatever and stuff. Had the matches with Kenny. Had the match with Brian. We'll get to in a second. Um, the, the four pillar four way that we had to cut off the list was great. The mic, the mic work, the ability to carry stories by himself. Um, just an incredible performer. And MJF, he's going to be my wrestler of the year. Man. All right. So when we get to match of the year, you're going first again because I love this. Okay. What I did is, as you were listening, I just refreshed my list, wrote them down. And I was like, this list is so far off. And it seemed like we were, we were driving together there for a minute. Then you crashed your car. <laughs> um, so I'm going with number five I'm going with Roman Reigns I'm going with the Tribal Chief I'm acknowledging the guy that's held the title for 1200 plus days I'm acknowledging you know the guy that was shoved down our throats pause um, Roman Reigns he, he, he's a star I mean any show whether it was Smackdown or a random Friday night when I should be out at the bar boozing it, it was must see TV that I had to watch the next morning at work if he's on a pay-per-view, you can't miss it. That's why he's touching our list. That's why he's number five. I feel dirty doing this, but number four, I'm putting my cousin Craig. Cody Rhodes is number four. <laughs> the only person for what it's worth, the only person that not uh, the only person that wasn't a champion in this list. Everyone else is either a current champion or has held a title, if not more than one title throughout the year. Never mind. Cody has held a title throughout the year. He was an undisputed tag team champion. Um, but, but, but Cody is must-see. Cody's excitement. Cody is who we want to see finish the story. Cody is who we want to see undisputed world champion in less than 12 weeks. Um, so, yeah, I, and it wasn't easy to put him as low as number four. He's my guy. Number three, the shock to system. I'm going Max. I'm going with wow. champion. Number three. But bear with me, because this isn't easy and I'm speaking I'm speaking like truth from the heart. Um the AW product excites me more. I love him as a baby face. Like I'm 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 hook line and sinker. But when I get into number two and number one. Uh, maybe it's just Hunter does it better because what Gunther is doing as the Intercontinental Champion, that's why he is edging out MJF, who is the was was the longest reigning AW World Champion. He defended it 
not a lot, but like those random times he would defend it or he defended on dynamite or collision against Kenny when he didn't even come out with the belt. You kind of, the writing was on the wall. Gunther's number two. He's ahead of MJF. He's ahead of the world champion because it didn't matter if he was defending it against Shorty G, who's the size of his right thigh. Somehow he convinced the crowd that he could lose in any given match. Tommaso Ciampa had his greatest world, his greatest main roster match by a landslide was against this man. Like, I like I love his match when Champa challenged him, and I've said it on the show when he challenged him for the NXT t- uh, UK title. But what they did, what they did for the IC title, what he's still doing for the IC title, it ain't easy to put him at number two because you could argue he's number one. I'm going with Seth Rollins at number one because he's the first rendition of the world championship. If this is picking up the lineage of the belt, Cena and Orton and Brock retired almost 10 years ago, he's amongst great company. He hasn't lost the belt. They haven't cashed it in on him. He's had it for over half a year. He's defended it in in a year, in less than a year, more times than Roman has defended his belt in three years. Um, it's not easy. You got to be in denial. Like, I love CM Punk, and he's arguably in my Mount Rushmore. But if somebody asks me who my favorite wrestlers, I'm rotating my, like, favorite three wrestlers in there. I, I go on this tangent to say Seth Rollins, amongst every wrestling company, is the greatest wrestler that's active. He's the greatest wrestler actively doing it. He's our generation's Shawn Michaels. And if you don't feel it, when that, like, that guy, when he's in the ring – the excitement's there. Like, he, he's too good. He's the wrestler of this year, and I make the joke about FTR. Like, yeah, they're the greatest tag team every year. Seth Rollins is the greatest wrestler every year. All right. So, with that being said, I'm, I'm shocked. You really did shock the system here. Uh, so, your wrestler of the year will be Seth Rollins. He had nine points. MJF finished in second with eight. Gunther had seven. Cody, four. And Roman with two. So now it's time for the grand finale. And that is the match of 2023. So we have MJF and Brian Danielson, Iron Man from Revolution, Heyman and Swerve, Texas Death Match, Ilya Dragunov from Carmelo Hayes, No Mercy, Roman Reigns and Cody. WrestleMania night two and the Usos versus Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens night one WrestleMania. So go ahead. This is all you. You don't want to go first? All right. Um, <laughs> all right. I will go number five and it's, it's all due respect to them. It was a great match. Again, this is not easy to put anyone in the number five spot, but I'm going Carmelo Hayes and Helia. They are going to be, they're going to have the number five. Again, I don't know if it's NXT. I don't know if it's just it, – it, maybe it's just it, the product doesn't resonate with me. Like, it uh, – and I don't know. Your list could be completely different. But, like, I know, like, the AW product doesn't completely resonate with you. Uh, I do love Carmelo Hayes, but it's one of those things, like, Elia doesn't – I don't know. I'm just putting Elia at number five. Number four 
number four, and again, not easy to put anyone in any spot here. Number four, I'm going with the WrestleMania Tag Team Championship match. Mm, okay. Um, wait, I take it back. Okay, I take it back, and this is going to be the worst take back of all time. Um, I'm going Cody and Roman. The match wow, is great. the match okay. is great. <laughs> the match is great. Maybe the beer is hitting. Uh, I'm going Cody and Roman. The result wasn't perfect. Yeah, let's finish the story. Let's drag it out another year. Um, it was great. It was a fun match. I'm going number three. I'm going <laughs> – what, what a swerve. Just the fatal four-way should have been on the Memphis list. The fatal four-way in AEW with the four pillars is the greatest fatal four-way of all time. That's neither here nor there. It didn't even make it to the top five. Um, number three, um, I'm going Danielson and MJF, and that might be dirty. Number two, I'm going Swerve. Number two, I'm going the Texas Death Match. I'm going Hangman and Swerve. And number one, which I almost put at number four, is going to be the second time ever a tag t- a tag team match was in the main event of WrestleMania, night one of WrestleMania 39. We got a tag title change. We had Kevin Owens for a second time main eventing WrestleMania, him winning the title with his best friend, Sami Zayn. Versus the Usos. The Usos, who's been in WWE 10 plus years, who used to, like, I could go on and on and on. Usos versus two real-life best friends. You got twin brothers versus real-life best friends. The main event of night one. That's the match of the year. That's crazy. How you go from three? Was it three or four? Four That's crazy. That's wild. It really yeah. is. I'm a wild bull. That is crazy. All right. So get, sit I can't wait to put Elia and Melo at your number one spot. Oh, no, I wouldn't do that. My numbers is going to be all messed up. No, I, I would not do that. All right. So all right, my number five, I'm going with Melo and Elia from No Mercy. Number Four, I went with Swerve and Hangman. Three, I went Owens and Zayn versus the Usos. Number two, I went MJF and Danielson. And number one, I went with Cody and Roman. Because Cody and Roman, like, the way I felt, (laughs) like, just sitting there. We didn't watch either Mania together this year, did we? No, we didn't. Like, do you ever think that's? Do you ever think that's why he didn't win? Who knows? But like, (laughs) like me, just like, 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 I was so invested. Like, the story was perfect. Like, they had limited interaction. Adrenaline was in the soul. It it really was. Um, out the lights come on, Uh, but. Like it was the match was written and told perfectly. They had limited interaction. Cody's never touched Roman in years, so he doesn't know what he's up up against. Um, he finally gets himself together. He gets all these crossroads, and you think he's going for the final blow, and out of nowhere, a Soul Sokoa steals it, and it's like kick out. You think Cody's going to kick out because Roman Roman's had like this long historic title reign. We know Cody just came back. The year prior, he had the he had the um, he had the pec surgery. It was 
handwritten for him, literally. But they threw away the paper. Like, and it contained this whole thing with Roman. Now, like, Cody was kind of like, he was, he did stuff, but he's kind of been on and off with the bloodline, but hasn't had but one interaction with Roman. But the way that match made me feel like I felt exhausted and I felt like hurt that Cody didn't win. So that's why that's my number one match. I, I'm not mad at it at all. I mean, believe me, I contemplated putting it at number one. So I think a part of why it's number number one, I went back to the moral fiber of this show. When we brainstormed the show with other people when we were originally uh, fabricating it, I compared it to real sports where, you know, you, you have your, your hometown team or if you're a weirdo and your team isn't where you're from, you know, you get to get excited for them all year or during the season when they're doing good, they're doing bad. But if your team sucks, it's heartbreak for X amount of months. Or if they're really good, yeah, hey, look, it's good and there's really no bad time and then there's the off season. But the thing that's cool with pro wrestling is if you got your guy, there is a good and a bad time. You're gonna you're gonna see them get a shine and you're gonna get to see them get shitted on. And I remember that being one of my hot takes for the show before we ever recorded episode one to record our pilot was like, that's the cool thing. Like, you know. Our guy, if you like someone in the main card, they're gonna they're gonna get shit on, and at some point they're gonna get their comeuppance, um, and that could be what we're we're living in the middle of with Cody right now. And I think it, I don't want to say it's because we didn't get it, but I felt like number one, I had to give it to arguably the best feel good moment of the year. It was a feel good moment. Um... Real emotions came out during that match. I wish I had it higher, but that Roman and Cody, man. I also just think, like, in hindsight, when it's talked about so much, like, I get it, like, Owens and Zayn maybe are not per se, like, a tag team, tag team. You know, they're two singles guys, but they have all that history, you know. Everyone knows the history, on and off, turning on each other, like, in WWE almost 10 years. Their history before being in WWE, like – being each other's best man at each other's wedding. Like, it's it's just cool, man. It's cool to see, like, that type of camaraderie, make, camaraderie making it that far. And to see them win. Also, like, being a wrestling mark. Like, if you've ever liked tag team wrestling, like, behind, behind my recording device, I'm looking at the Hardy Boys, you know, elites from when they returned at WrestleMania 33. So, like, you got to have love for tag team wrestling and for, you know, the Hardys, the Dudleys, Edge and Christian to never be in the main event out of WrestleMania, Legion of Doom never be there. Like all the great tag teams that never were there. And we got to see these four guys do it, whether it is a two night show now, whether it's been a two night show for the past four years. And that's, that's cool. Whether it's night one, night two, whether it happens or doesn't like one of the nights of WrestleMania the tag titles were in the main event. And, yeah, it's the second time ever it was a tag match in the main event at WrestleMania, but it's the only time it was for the tag titles. That's awesome. I had to put that number one. 
All right, so we have a bit of a dilemma. Um, let me just make sure my math is correct on this one. Probably ain't. Actually, no, we're actually good here. I thought we, I thought I, had, I thought the math would have been off, but we're actually good here. So finishing in last place was Melo and Elia from No Mercy with two points. Finishing in fourth with four actually points. tied for actually yeah, actually we yeah, have fourth is Swerve and Hangman. Tied for second was MJF and Brian and Cody and Roman in the match of the year is Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens against the Usos. Let's go. Let's go. So that that was good. That was good. We you know I, I like I like I kind of like how we um had that little conversation. Um and, and you kind of changed your point and had them go from four to one. So judging by this the women's match of the year is the only one I didn't have in number one. From what? women's match of the year, I had a number two. Every other one, my number one won. Really? Which okay. Bas- which basically makes me a mathematician, a wrestling savant. Dave Meltzer <laughs> should retire and give me the book. And I'm just sick of you that. You don't book. want that book. I don't. I don't want his haircut. I don't want nothing about him. But also, don't want to have a, not have a beard. But all right. So that's it for the twenty twenty three manual. Congratulations to all the winners. So, you got anything else from me before we head out? So, I mean, while we're on it, because a big big take always is you know, um, you know, wrestler of the year breakout, whatever. I guess just your early prediction. Who do you see breaking out or if it's somebody that's already on top, who do you think 2024, this will be their year? Oh, gosh. You know, I had an answer for you a couple of days ago, but I can't remember right now. Um, do you have one? Man, I feel like it's a little bit of fantasy booking because it's essentially January 1st. I know we're recording this on the 10th, but it's just like, I'd love to say in a weird world, it'd be like, and he's older. I'd love to say is Samoa Joe's year. He had a great 2023, but like being a little wonky, like, you know, in and out of the mid card and then like triumphantly ending the year and the main card. I'm scared to death of an injury. So I don't want to say that for him. Um, I want to give it to two people. I want to give it to one person in each company. All right. Obviously, I want to say it's going to be Cody's year. Babyface is going to win that Mania, win the title, and he's going to stay healthy through the rest of the year, have some strong defenses, and then finish up on whatever their December pay-per-view and maybe be the champion, maybe a two-time champion drop it, win it back. Uh, I see it being Cody's year, and man, 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 man. It's Cody and Swerve. Okay, so I'm 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 gonna agree with Swerve on that one. Um, and WWE wise, I really don't have much because I, I do have. Oh, actually, no, I do have my answer. Trick Williams. Oh my god! Be- because what, he, he what almost, an idiot I was. Because he almost that's who I was. That's what I want to talk about. Because he almost made made the breakout list, but I don't think he's fully broken out yet. So, I gotta ask your take on this. 
Does he exceed Mello? Oof. Like, as a baby face, yes. So because it's impossible. Like, I know, like, there's there's always been the comparison of like the two of them to Michaels and Diesel. Mm-hmm. He ain't like the biggest compliment Kevin Nash has ever got was not on his hair, not on him being cool, not on him making money. Is being compared to Trick Williams because that former Eagle is <laughs> a star. Yeah. In every sense of the way. And the guy looks it, probably smells it, and I, uh, that guy can't do no wrong. Yeah. Can't do no wrong. Yeah. Cause that, that was my answer. Cause I was, I was on, in my, when I took my notes for the show last week. I was thinking, I was like, who, well, who can I put who I think is going to break out and have a big year next year? It's like Trick Williams, because I wanted to put him on the list, but I was like, he didn't fully, I don't think he's fully broken out yet because he hasn't had his blow off with Melo yet, and we haven't gotten where that's actually going to go. So I think next year, well, this year, I think we'll have a lot to say more about Trick yeah. Williams, but that's, that was, was going to be my answer. I think the big problem is it's too soon to tell right now, but he might be as good as Melo is in the ring. I don't know. I, I might have to re- rewatch because I remember when he first started. I thought he was gonna kill, get somebody killed. So here's, <laughs> here's here's the difference. Here's the difference. Just like Nash, he's coming into this industry naked. Mm-hmm. Mel Mello wrestled on the Indies, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Trick didn't wrestle on in the Indies and just watch him now. Look what he's doing right now. Because mm-hmm. I remember. Uh... Just give him a little more time. It ain't gonna make no sense. Yeah, because I remember his early matches. My boy Justin, he uh, DM'd me because he knew I love Mellow and Trick, and he was just like, "Trick's gonna get somebody killed, <laughs> killed out there." I was like, "Yeah, you're that, right." That's, his, that's the Philly spirit. <laughs> it, it really, it truly is. So, um, don't talk about the Eagles right now, by the way. But yeah, that's that's that, that's my uh, lookout. Kill himself. That's my lookout for the year. Is, is the um, is Trick Williams, and I got I got hope. I got hope for Mariah May, and I'm hoping for the best for Deanna Parado in AEW. Shout out to the Jersey girls. You yeah. got a soft spot or two. <laughs> so, is that it for me? I think that's it. All right, guys. So, thank you for everybody who watched on Instagram Live and who's going to, and, and the viewers on YouTube. So, I'm new to this. So, uh, subscribe, hit the thumbs up. Hit post notifications. Go buy uh, some figs. Use, go buy some uh, figs. Go ahead. Use code MMADNESS to save 10% on ringside collectibles, wrestlingfigures.com. Don't worry, next week when I'll be back, I will have sleeves. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, yeah, we did. We, we, you are fresh out. So, as like as I said, ringside collectibles, the promo code is on the ticker on the bottom of the screen. Make sure to share as well. So that's it for the show, guys. For X2 Flyer, Eric Trambicki, I'm Ayla and Law. We'll see you guys soon. Talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they hop on the top rope by the land with his elbow. Got him now, put him down right now, hit him with the palm handle.